Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone. This is week 41 of 2022. And this week starts with October the 10th, Monday. Pam's going to let us know what's in store. I'll be back with our meditation. This is activespirituality.life. And we are Pamela Cuccinell and Susan Mazzoli. And we exist because of your donations. So, friends, if you haven't donated for us, to us um, in the last year. Please help us keep this program going for free and for everyone to enjoy and hopefully be inspired by. And Pam, what's in store this week for us? Okay. Well, I'm I'm very intrigued. I I work off of a astrological daily planner when I do these forecasts and um, the one I use now is called um, it's from Llewellyn and I used to use Jim Maynard's but he retired everybody's entitled (laughs) but uh, Llewellyn's is actually very good they've come they really really do a great job with the just the symbolism, because I just look at the glyphs and then I, I go off. But I'm, I'm actually very struck looking at Monday, October 10th, by the fact that they're calling it Indigenous Peoples Day and Thanksgiving Day of Canada. So Llewellyn has made a decision not to even mention the, the guy who has for a long time been honored on that second Monday of uh, October, which is intriguing to me. And so I'm going to talk about that in Nature of the Astrology as well. Uh, The moon is in Aries. And as I was talking about the end of last week and letting you know that weekend, especially when we get got to Saturday evening, Sunday, had like rough waters, and we're still in it until 10.02 a.m. Eastern Time. So there'll probably be contention and scuttlebutt about what people in the United States want to call this particular day, but Llewellyn made their decision. (laughs) I'm good with it. (laughs) So anyway, uh, there is definitely in the morning, uh, Venus and Chiron are in opposition. So we have what, what are the wounds to what we value? You know, what do we care about? And I'm not just talking about an identity of a country or Uh, famous people of the past. Uh, This can be personal. 
it, it can be, well, the politics are personal, as Gloria Steinem once said. But even so, it's, it's what is it that you value or care about that may also be charged in some way with a wound. And many of us throughout the course of our lives have to kind of tease out and understand things that <coughs> we once held sacred or saw as being good things or no-brainer things. Well, of course people do that, and of course people think this. We have to come through different ways of understanding because of uh, perhaps people in our lives, children, uh, different places in education, travel, that have opened us up to not the same way of seeing as we were necessarily raised or spoon-fed. So that can symbolize a kind of value toss-up that some of us are working through, maybe have been for years or all our lives or maybe just this morning, or, but it's there. And with the Pluto picture with the moon, it's, it's not going to kind of bury it and not come to terms with what is emotionally coming up. We're, we're in that Mars shadow of the retrograde coming up. We're still finishing up <laughs> Mercury retrograde shadow. So... Oh, gosh, I wish I could say everything is just free and easy, but it's, it's, it's not, and nor should it be at this point in time, because we have decisions to make. We have to come to terms with how we want to live our lives, all of us, and it, it could be monetarily, because Pluto and Venus, those are themes that are in there, so... What's interesting is I, I, I think about the guy who owned Patagonia and decided to make it a trust for the environment and other causes. I mean, it's that kind of, um, of course, not all of us are multimillionaires at all, but it's that kind of reckoning with where, you know, are my values in, in aligned with my money or where, what I think my, um, what I, I consider important or what I'm invested in. So it's a reckoning morning. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it necessarily. It's just, it's, it's as though there's another, there's another scene in the shell of the seed that is uh, allowing in some space for new considerations. We are in the waning moon cycle, so we aren't necessarily going to start anything new, especially with this retrograde action that's happening, but we, we can ruminate and stew and cook and think and just or not think just let it let it be there to ripen in its due time 
The moon enters Taurus at 5.04 p.m. So the late morning afternoon basically has a void, of course, moon in Aries. So we want to do something physical. We want to move it uh, because you don't want to get stuck in a sense of frustration or things are not moving at the velocity you would like. So a walk at lunchtime or your usual exercise or if you're on a plane or, or in a contained space, look up um, the kind of exercises you can do to just raise your torso and move your legs because this is not a time where we want to be sedentary. When the moon enters Taurus in the early evening, now we're in really nice juice. This is very different, and especially if we've worked it through, come to terms, or allowed some of the frustrations, emotions, or challenges that came up for us over the last couple of days, now we're in this place where it's, okay, I can work with it. It's, it's as though if you've ever been swimming in the ocean and you've been, oh gosh, I'm in a, uh, I'm in a certain pull, um, hopefully not a riptide, but I'm on a certain channel where I can feel that I'm not moving in the direction I want to be moving or I'm moving kind of not uh, away from where my umbrella and beach towel is. Uh, then we have to kind of guide ourselves or work with it or um, perpendicular to it to find our way to a place where we're able to move more fluidly and smoothly and in the direction. So we're working with the current and the, the powerful forces instead of against it. And that's what happens as of the evening Monday into Tuesday. And so these are really, really strong times to work very quickly through anything that perhaps we integrated with that full moon or hadn't quite finished up yet in this uh, lunar cycle that we want to kind of put to bed and, and not carry with us into the next lunar cycle. So highly productive time. It's not really like racing and fast moving because the moon is in Taurus. So it's more like, okay, let me settle into what I've been working on and really just plow through it with a tenacity. That's what works really well at this point in time. There is a picture in the sky that happens in the wee hours, um, one could say after midnight Tuesday. Certainly it is uh, authentically on Wednesday the 12th Eastern time. Uh, picture between Mars and Neptune. So some of us may feel confused, mixed signals, not quite sure uh, where the conversation is going in the, especially in the late evening on Tuesday the 11th. See this as a reminder, it's time to let your body quiet down and go to bed <laughs> because it's not necessarily the most productive time for us, depending on where we are on the planet. If you're somewhere 
180 degrees from uh, the Northeast Eastern time, then you're going to be in a situation more where, okay, I don't have all the information I need yet. So if you're feeling this sense of, uh, I don't know where things are going right now, um, just, just let it ride by. It's kind of, I'm back in that ocean and I'm, I'm feeling a little drift and I'm, I'm tired, but I'm not being swept out to sea. I'm just like, okay, I still see my umbrella over there, way over there. And I'm drifting a little, but I'm, I'm, I'm resting. I'm kind of regathering my resources and I'll be able to move forward in a short period of time. And that does happen by Wednesday, uh, by Wednesday morning, <clears throat> when you wake up, it, there, there could feel like a real sense of inspiration, like some of us are going to wake up with a dream, maybe even in the middle of the night where it's like, whoa. Um, so if you have a habit of jotting things down, <laughs> and sometimes you wake up in the morning and you look at it and you're like, what was that? But even just it, when we have a habit of doing this, even just some legible words or for some people it's a little picture or a sketch can trigger like, oh, that was what was really like calling attention to me in the night. If you don't remember your dreams or it wasn't like that still in the morning, you can feel that sense of, huh, you know, why am I thinking about that? Or look over there and I just opened up my uh, monitor and I'm seeing this. So whatever it is that calls attention or, or brings a sense of alertness, uh, pay attention to that because it's something that you're going to need. When we get to, uh, for a lot of us, depending on way we, when we wake up, I'm, I'm looking at 4 a.m. Eastern time through um, actually until the early evening, 542, when the moon goes void, of course, this is a really juicy period for uh, productivity, for continuing work already in motion, for researching anything that's got to do with finance or, um, or your garden or real estate or home, um, even, even well-being of the body, diet, these, these are all things. So basically anything that requires a sense of what am I doing to really make a difference or make something new occur. Uh, it's, it's just a very juicy day for really laying serious groundwork on whatever it is that are the longer term um, or ambitious goals that you have in mind. At 5.42 p.m., the moon is void, of course, and it doesn't enter Gemini until 1.08, no, yeah, 1.08 a.m. on Thursday the 13th. So that evening, really nice evening for, you know, uh, a meal that restores, chew your food, take your time, savor the moment, uh, settle into a comfy chair, a um, welcoming pair of arms, uh, the cat or puppy on your lap, whatever. Just really be present 
in the joy and physicality of your body. The next day, Thursday the 13th, now the moon in Gemini is, is buzzing. It's feeling that freedom of Mercury direct. It's really starting to gain traction. And uh, there's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of interest. There's a lot of curiosity. There's kind of looking at everything. And it, it can be an overall really fun day. Uh, playful, curious, spontaneous. You might buzz around the neighborhood and get a gazillion things done. Uh, it just it's just very active. The caveat is that Mars is in the shadow of its upcoming retrograde in the sign of Gemini. So we may be coasting along like, oh, yeah, you know, and I talked to her and this is happening and we're finishing up that and the contract's going to happen then. And all that's great. But with that Mars shadow energy, just pay attention to anything that may occur that kind of gives you a sense of frustration, anger, thwarted desire, not recognizing passions. Because we don't want to bury those things when they're coming up. They're trying to tell us something. So some of us, it may not be an issue, but if it is, you don't have to blurt it out in a business meeting or something like that. Just notice it and pay attention to it. For some people um, with Gemini, for some people, a conversation with a, a trusted person afterwards can be very helpful you know the sounding board back and forth for some of us talking in a mirror can be very helpful as well because we're we're looking for a perspective other than the one that skates on the surface and the interesting thing about conversations in the mirror <laughs> which are good to do if you you know if you do public speaking to see, to get comfortable with how you look or appear. But people who spend a lot of time alone, uh, people who um, are, don't have the person who they'd most like to talk to, people who've done a lot of work with uh, role playing or experimentation on, on different ways conversations can go, especially with someone with whom we can never have that conversation again. Those people are not strangers with mirror conversations, and they can be very revelatory, very helpful. Just, again, with the moon in Gemini, keep alert for humor and trickster energy. And always remember to smile. So on Friday the 14th, with that moon in Gemini just buzzing along, it this is high-octane, <laughs> high busy, busy, busy B-day. Oh, my goodness. Air signs, fire signs, uh, totally in their element, just buzzing around. And what I said about yesterday holds 
for today as well. Saturday the 15th, the moon goes void, of course, at 12, 11 a.m. So, you know, just the onset of the, the day. And it's void all morning. It doesn't enter the sign of cancer until 12, 11 p.m. So that morning is really, really good for just getting things in order. You can get rid of so much junk <laughs> that morning. It's just all the things that kind of scatter you can just be swept off the desk, um, put in boxes, organized, or you might want to spend the morning just playing, especially if there are children or small animals in your life. It's a, it's, it's a morning that can invite a lot of humor and lightness. Once the moon is in the sign of cancer, so that's for the afternoon, the evening, and into Sunday, then we are in very different energy, water, moon, um, cardinal. And it, it is basically speaking to us about what makes you feel nurtured and comfortable. Are you taking care of yourself, of the things you love? Do you have a sense of home, of sacred space? And, you know, if you're listening to me and thinking, oh, Pamela, I don't have time for any of that. I've got to do X, Y, Z. You know, all this stuff has to happen. Okay. I, I have those days a lot. And I understand it. But with the moon in cancer, part of us, especially those with strong water and fire in their, their I mean, water and earth in their horoscope are going to want to find a safe harbor. Maybe be quieter, go within, not share as much information. So if you're buzzing around doing a lot of things and your partner or another person in your life is very close-lipped, this is why. Because that person is very much feeling a sense of, I need personal sanctuary and I need to express my power in a more appropriate way. And oftentimes what happens to us in relationship, regardless of what the relationship is, whether it's your best friend, your lover, your child, your mother, your, your crazy neighbor, is that person is showing us a part of ourselves as well. So it's, it's that great connection we all have and I uh, the best antidote I can see for this weekend is get in nature be in nature be near water I mean even if it's just a picture on your wall that you meditate on for five minutes uh, give yourself a sense of where we have all come from and where we will all return to. Um, the waters, the earth, that's, 
that's everything. And now I turn it over to Susie. Thank you, Pam. And uh, this week I'd like to share a meditation practice with everyone, something that you can do at any point in time, very, very simple meditation. A lot of people have been writing to me and asking, like, what's a really simple, easy meditation that they find it hard to meditate? So I'm going to share with you something that is actually from my Tibetan Buddha practice. Buddhist practice was very, very simple. And let's jump in. So this is a practice for the body, for the mind, and it is a practice that you can do very easily and very simply with the breath. And we're going to be using three Sanskrit syllables. The first one is OM, O-M. The second one is A-H, A like apple. I have to say that because I'm Australian, A-H. And the third one is HUM, H-U-M, often also seen as HUNG, H-U-N-G. So OM. Ah, hum. And this, this particular meditation is helping us to transform our mind, transform our body, and transform our speech. So we're going to breathe in, inhalation, and with the inhalation, as you're breathing in, you don't have to say it aloud. You just say it quietly in your mind. You're saying the word OM. And then you hold the breath, hold it just for a few moments. And you can just hold the breath at the pit of your belly, like all the way down, holding for ah. And then as we exhale, as we breathe, out we are making the sound in our mind of whom so let's just try that together for three counts inhaling om retaining the breath ah exhaling breathing out whom Again, OM, inhaling, AH, retaining, HUM, exhaling, OM, inhaling, AH, retaining, HUM, exhaling so you can just keep doing that at your own pace it's nice if you can do it to give each sound and each place of the breath equal time so our inhalation retaining the breath and our exhalation last about the same whether that's three seconds eight seconds just find a place that's good for you 
And you might find that some days you're doing shorter breaths, sometimes you're doing longer breaths. Just try and get them a little bit longer if you can. And when we're chanting this in our mind, when we're saying Om, this is helping to purify you, to purify you, to help to neutralize any of the feelings that you might have that would be considered negative emotions or what we call disturbing emotions. If you're feeling angry or guilty or shame or sadness, any of those disturbing emotions, when we're chanting OM and we're breathing in, that's helping to just really neutralize that field. And it will help you if you practice this perhaps once a day for 10, 20 minutes, twice a day. It will help you to motivate you to do better in the future so that these disturbing emotions no longer take up space. And when we chant ah, which is the middle sound, the sound that we are attaining the breath, that helps us to purify all of the um, disturbing things that we might have done with our speech, things that we might have said, things that we might have expressed out loud. And then when we're chanting the third syllable, the third Sanskrit syllable, hum, this is helping us to really neutralise any of the, uh, let's just call them negative or bad or, or things that we've done with our body, with our actual body, things that we might have done that we are not happy about, that were not good for us or that were not good for others or that we didn't do when we had the opportunity. So the whom helps us to neutralize these. Om, ah, whom. Om is the essence of form. Ah is the essence of sound. Whom is the essence of mind. And as we recite this mantra in our mind with our breathing, we're able to purify not only ourselves and our body and our mind, but also we're helping to purify the environment in which we live and all of the sentient beings that are here within it. So we can do this, for example, when we're sitting on the subway. We can do it when we're sitting in our car stuck in traffic. We can do it for our prayer practice on a daily basis. We can do it when we're in a busy place. Just take a moment, one minute to step into that space. Just close your eyes. You can do it with your eyes open and just breathing. Om, ah, hum. Om, ah.
womb. We're pointing to the body, to sound, to mind. And, and body doesn't just mean our physical body. It means the material environment around us. The sound refers to life, to the reason why we actually have spirit. And Om is understood to be the vibration from which everything comes to life, the centre of the universe, the centre of all that is. Om. And as we're saying Om, we're doing our inhalation. Ah. Retaining the energy in our body. Whom exhaling. And as we do this, we will feel that there is a state, a state of being without thought. We might even have that essential glimpse of emptiness. Just visualize, you can visualize the flow of the words in a easily, effortlessly, and feel the vibration of those Sanskrit syllables in your body. As we inhale, om, as we retain, ah. And as we exhale, Om. Om. Ah. Om. Om. Ah. Om. Om. Ah, boom. And gently return to just your normal breathing, gently opening your eyes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Pam, so much. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of ActiveSpirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.